as uh, as you heard the prime minister, you know, he's kind of you got to read between the lines in a lot of what what they're saying. Um, you know, they're going to stay with what we're looking at right now for a while until this thing starts to, you know, kind of surge. And then, you know, the freedom at large that we've kind of gotten used to knowing will start to disappear. And that's mainly because we've got so many people that just don't follow directions. You know, this, you know, they go out and they party, they go out and they hang out, they go and do whatever every chance they can't. And the consequences aren't just, you know, the fact that we all have to be in isolation now and that this thing will drag out. Now, the city, as well as the province, they're starting to crack down. You get fines. And I'm not talking small fines. Um, you know, thinking about going to maybe the park or going to the dog park or going to play basketball, that could set you back anywhere from 750 bucks now to 100000 or even jail time. And so, you know, the civil liberties that we had days ago are, are starting to kind of disappear because we've got these emergency measures in place that give governments at all levels these sweeping powers that uh, we've never seen used in this country. We did see it in G20. And you remember how badly that went? Well, I mean, look, if uh, you think you can hide behind your charter rights on this thing, guess again. I want to bring Joe Dumager into this conversation. Of course, he's our global news radio a legal expert. Hello there, Joe. Hi, Alex. How are you? I've not talked to you in a long time. How's um, How are things in your world? Well, I'm getting a little bored of my home office, but it's okay. <laughs> uh, we find other ways to get work done and entertain ourselves. Uh, I've been to the LCBO a little too much, but that's okay. Yeah, that's okay. Got to go while it's open because it could be uh, shut down any day. But, you know, this is uh, what we're looking at. And I think um, today was one of those days where you can start to see all three levels of government. They're basically hinting that, you know, we're not going to do anything yet. But they certainly they have a lot of tools at their disposal right now as far as uh, cracking down on people. They do. And you're absolutely right. And they have to do that. In fact, we started to see that today. So in the neighborhood where I live, uh, there were police uh, on patrol looking for people who are on the public grounds playing basketball or in playgrounds and starting to speak to people and issue uh, tickets because um, we all have to take this very seriously in order to have the proper um, uh, physical distancing and to ensure that we are not endangering each other and prolonging this lockdown. And so the, the government has, as you've suggested, uh, quite a few tools at hand. So one of them is the Emergency Management and Civil Protection Act. And you're right, we're not relying on the charter here. We're, this is very strict um, rules in place and legislation to allow uh, police authorities. So we're talking about uh, Toronto Police Service, for example, in Toronto, or a special constable, or in other areas, um, municipal bylaw enforcement officers who can uh, fine individuals. And as you've said uh, in your opening, Fines can go up from 750 to 100,000, or in severe circumstances, we can have jail. And then, with respect to travelers coming back to Canada, there's the Quarantine Act. So, there's two very robust pieces of legislation to enforce this lockdown and social isolation. Yeah. And I mean, look, uh, there's. Um a great opportunity given they're not giving out parking tickets anymore. And this does create uh, revenue for the municipal level, certainly losing hundreds of millions the longer this thing goes on. And they will, uh, you know, replace going out and ticketing cars. They'll say, hell, we'll go out and ticket people. Because bottom line is, Joe, um, the officials, mm -hmm. even using their toughest language, it's like hitting people over the head with a spaghetti noodle. I'm like, what? it's urging. It's we're asking, yeah. you know, please. I'm like, that. that's not going to give people... The, the understanding that, you know, they need. And I think they should have been a lot bolder with their messaging to say, you go out, you're going to get arrested or you're going to, you know, given some kind of, um, 
you know, a scare tactic almost, but they haven't done that. No, you're right. And look, I think they tried to um, appeal to everybody's sense of, you know, collective best interest. And it's always better to try and do it voluntarily than have uh, police or regulatory enforcement. That being said, this is no joke. This is really serious. And the longer that we are in this pandemic without a uh, flattening of the curve, as they call it, or a decrease in the cases, our economy is going to suffer and we as a society is going to suffer. This is serious and we have Mm -hmm. to take it that way. And if it requires police enforcement now, frankly, I feel much better that rather than putting parking tickets on cars, that we are finding individuals who are blatantly disobeying these rules and uh, putting all of us at risk because this is a very serious challenge that we have not faced as a society. You know, Mm -hmm. many people who have come from other regions and have sought refuge in Canada, have experienced horrible things. But now we're experiencing something that's not quite on that scale, but we are facing a challenge that we have not faced in a long time. And people have to take this seriously. If the government has to take serious action, they have to take serious action. And I'm one, as you know, Alex, I'm all about civil liberties, but this is about all of our protection now. And Mm -hmm. frankly, the economic and health survival of our communities. Yeah. And look, I totally understand why they're doing it. I've been doing it like yourself. I've been in my second week now. So, you know, we're all doing our part. It is, though, a slippery slope. And and, and you got to understand what your rights are in normal times and what they are or are not in these kinds of times. So if someone, you know, an officer comes up and right now it's officers, but it could soon be the military taking over this thing if it actually goes into some, like a war measure um, type of, of level. But what do you have the right? Because as I understand, you have to be able to identify yourself, but you have to show identification. So do people have to walk around with identification now? Well, you know, they should. I mean, they don't have to have identification. They can verbally identify. But um, right now, the restriction is that individuals cannot go to public facilities. So your recreational facilities and playgrounds, basketball courts, dog parks, green space is still open. You can go out for a walk, take your dog for a walk, go out with your family. You're not allowed to be in groups of more than five. And we can still go on a trail, but we have to have proper physical distancing from each other. And if we're not obeying that, then enforcement comes into measure. Um, And if you're stopped by uh, somebody who is a police officer or a special constable, as I've indicated, or a bylaw enforcement officer, yeah, you're going to have to identify yourself. um, And that's for very good reason. And um, if somebody doesn't do that, then they can be fined just for that alone. Yeah, and they're not small fines. I mean, seven fifty no. is like the the smallest of them. How far do you think this is going to go, Joe? I mean, my feeling is that you know, in the next week or so, if we start to see the numbers surge, we're going to see a whole different kind of Canada. Yeah, I think if the numbers keep increasing, and and we have to keep in mind that some of these tests, these test results that are coming out, is the backlog. Mm-hmm. So there's a backlog of of results, and now we're going to see numbers go up in the next two to two weeks to three weeks is probably the critical period of time to see if we can curb this. And if numbers are increasingly going up, um, there's going to be a a greater crackdown on our ability to maneuver and go out in in society. And we have to do what's important collectively and stay home as much as humanly possible. I do understand and I sympathize that, you know, we're Canadians and we live through a a winter and some of Mm -hmm. us don't always enjoy skiing and we don't always enjoy skating outdoors. And so once warm weather comes, we want to get out, But we can get out for walks, but we have to be balanced and measured, and we have to obey physical distancing. We we have to go out only for 
you know, important activities, which is for really the necessities of life and shopping and pharmaceuticals and that type of thing. And we really have to curb our behavior and take this seriously if we're going to battle this and get this under control. And if we don't, the government have has further measures at their arsenal that they can call into uh, action. And we don't want that as a society. We all mm-hmm. should be doing what we need to do. And, and we don't need that type of enforcement in my mind. I hope we don't. Yeah, no, I mean, we, we got a hint of, of how badly it can go uh, during the G20 with that little kettling episode, among other oh. things. And so, again, you don't want to go that down that road. And again, yeah. if you get in trouble, it, your charter rights just don't, it don't, it's not about that. It, it's, it overrides all of that. Meantime, Joe, I mean, there's this big debate, uh, you know, what do we do with inmates? Because they are sitting ducks for this virus. It'll go through the facilities in, in right. record time. And so a lot of people are getting let go. Um, that frankly, I mean, I was just reading a story last night of of a guy who was convicted of sleeping with, uh, or not sleeping, raping 11 young girls and, you know, he, they don't have a place to put them. So, you know, guys like that are walking and I'm thinking to myself, okay, there's no justice, but that's what we're looking at. A lot of people that probably should be serving time, but they aren't because of this. Yeah. So, I mean, there are, um, protocols in place now and, and, and there are very strict, sort of guidelines to go by, but where an individual does not necessarily need incarceration or they're serving a sentence, can they get early release? These are things that you have to look at because it's not just the inmates who are at risk. It's also uh, those who are working within the federal and provincial correctional facilities. Mm-hmm. And everybody's at risk here. And so if a virus goes wild in these facilities, containing it is going to be almost impossible. And that will impact those who work within those environments who then have to go home to their families and infect their families and will have no workers in no way in order to uh, control what's going on in these contained environments. And so serious decisions have to be made now that maybe the public doesn't like on its face, but is for the public good. They will be tracked in the community. They will be on parole. There will be strict supervision. I'm absolutely sure there will be proper checks done uh, in order to curb their liberty while in the community. That being said, uh, it's better that certain individuals that don't pose an immediate high risk uh, are not within the jail system. Because, again, if this virus, which is a very deadly contagion, starts to run rampant in our our, uh, jails, it will go Mm -hmm. throughout the jail and everybody will be at risk. And this is not good for us. We already see, sadly, God, how bad this is, what happens in these um, old age homes. Yeah. I mean, nursing homes. I mean, this is such a tragedy. It's, you know, they're like sitting ducks. They're in yep. contained environments. There's nothing we can do. It's it's just terrible. And I know people may not have sympathy for people who are in custody, but, but there are people who are in custody who have not been proven guilty that may be very innocent of the offenses. And regardless, the society is judged by how we treat our inmates, and we have to have measures in place for them as well. Unless there's very high risk, we need to take steps in order to alleviate the pressure on that system protect everybody, including the guards, including the correctional workers, and our society at large. What a time, Joe. What a time. We'll talk again. Um, Bottoms up, my friend. Thank you.